Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And tonight we have for you uh, a few odds and ends from the past week. We are recording on Tuesday, August 8th. Uh, we went to a uh, 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 an event, a very special event involving baseball cards uh, and authentication, uh, which was very fun. It was very classy. Uh, Jeremy and I went to ga- separate games, uh, Cubs versus Reds at Wrigley Field, so we didn't make it to a game together, but we do have a recap of a couple of uh, graphing sessions as well. So this episode is kind of a hodgepodge of uh, everything that's happened over the past week and a half, which happens to coincide which with a, uh, a Cubs surge in, in the standings. Yeah, as we record this right now, the Cubs just defeated the Mets uh, in game two of that series. So um, I believe I, the Brewers are in first place and there's the Cubs are back tied with the, the Reds for second place. And then um, I think that puts them in a tie for the last wild card spot too. I, they, I think they must have a tiebreaker over the Reds because it puts the Cubs in uh, over the Reds in, in case of a tie for the last wild card spot. So yeah, the Cubs have surged back into um, contention. Um, they're 59 and 56. Uh, Jamer Candelario is doing his thing. So, um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on with the Cubs right now. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the summer of Mike Talkman officially. (laughs) It's hot, hot Talkman summer, which is, um, crazy. You didn't see that coming, right? It it seemed like just a Jed Hoyer, um, just one more thing to make fun of Jed Hoyer about, but strange that it, it, it actually came to fruition. Um, we, uh, uh, so we, the night of the Mike Talkman catch, uh, which if you didn't see it, it was a, a, uh, he robbed a home run to end the game to end the game yeah. on the road for the Cubs. Uh, probably one of the best plays of the whole season in Major League Baseball. Certainly the play of the season for the Cubs, um, unless you know something crazy happens in the last two months. But that night we went to a uh, a PSA event, uh, which which Jeremy was uh, invited to. It was, it was a bit exclusive. It happened in Evanston, and he had a plus one. Uh, and like you said, Jeremy, that. A baseball card event ain't the type of thing you you're gonna take your wife to. So you invited me. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So uh, so it it was yeah it was hosted by PSA. So um we should say like so it happened during the weekend of the national. So the national was going on um in uh, Rosemont. Um so the national is the national sports card uh, convention and um or sports collectors convention. Um and it's it's like you know a nationwide thing where the the uh, collectors um, and sellers come together and like there's all kinds of uh, like tops has a booth uh, panini has a booth it's a huge thing for for card collecting um, and so every other year it's it's at Rosemont um, and <clears throat> so it was here this year it's had started that week like Thursday or whatever so um, Friday night was this event for PSA PSA is like the grading card company it's kind of like the uh, premier grading card company there's there's other co- companies that will grade cards uh, PSA is the the industry standard or the leader basically. So they had this event and it was like four. I, I still don't know what it was about or like or, or like what why I got an invite to it. It was for people who have um, like a registry. So basically, like you you grade your cards with PSA and then you can kind of keep like your 
like registry, like your your collection, like online, basically, like in a, in their database. Um, and so like I guess it was like honoring people with like really sick database, like really sick co- collections, basically. And they like did this thing where like they they rented out this like this hall, like. It's kind of like the place that, that like they have wedding receptions there, mm-hmm. and this yep. was essentially like a wedding reception uh, with past hors d'oeuvres and whatnot. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, but yeah, so for some reason, like I am not a, a big player with PSA by any means. I've only sent in like a couple cards to get authenticated, um, and uh, I, I sent in like a ticket to get authenticated, and I got a ten on it. So maybe that that's why or something, or it was just random or whatever, or maybe it's because I'm in Chicago, but like. I have a friend who's like a big, kind of a big player with cards, and he didn't even know what I was talking about. So, no. whatever their, their their mistake is our gain. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we you know we 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 RSVP'd and um, went to this thing. Um, so I picked Jack up. It, it is Friday night, so like um, you know traffic is a little crazy. Um, so we I picked Jack up early, and we actually got up to Evanston pretty quick. It was actually mm-hmm. pretty easy. Uh, this one instance where Jack living by the lake uh, has, has helped out our situation right. going to a place. Um, but uh, we drove up there, and um, I will say it's in this weird part of Evanston where it was just like really hard to find parking. Um, and in retrospect, they did offer like free Uber, like they offered like sixty dollar credit for like Lyft, and I maybe I should have just taken it. But um, we were kind of circling a, a while for for a parking spot, and uh, <laughs> there was this funny thing that happened where. I was like, you know, I can kind of gotten off the beaten path and I was like turning down this like weird side street. Um, and it, there was like this like cement kind of like stanchion up that was like kind of blocking the street. The neighbor, like um, suburbs do this sometimes where they like they'll block off the street with like these big cement bollards or whatever they're called just to like keep the riffraff out and keep their like suburb like pristine or whatever. So we were I was I was doing like a, I turned down the street and I was kind of doing like a U-turn. Um, there was like. I don't know, like a, a little length of, of, of road where you could turn down and kind of turn your car around. And then there's this big cement thing with like these, like, like it was a big planter. There was like a trees and like plants and flowers in there. And <laughs> so I'm like doing like a three point turn to kind of turn around and kind of get back to a parking spot. And I'm like backing up and Jack, you saw this, but like, yeah, there was this like ridiculous little sliver of cement between like the sidewalk, which was also raised and this big, like, cement like potter uh you know whatever um potter thing in the middle of the road and like i'm backing my car but i'm like okay this fucking road is blocked off there's i don't even really need to like look i'll just you know do a three-point turn and like out of this little sliver of cement comes this fucking kid on like a bike um (laughs) like like i feel like he was like maybe when i say kid i say like maybe like late teens early 20s or something yeah and he just comes out of nowhere, like out of this little fucking sliver. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, I was getting kind of harried at this point because I was trying to like get, um, you know, get us a parking spot because we were, we we're kind of late a little bit. I, I wanted to get there a little bit sooner. And um, yeah, this kid just kind of comes out of nowhere. It was ridiculous. No, it was. And there, there was no other human being like within, you know, uh, half of a mile of, of this. And, and this little kid comes out. And yeah, Jeremy, you can't overestimate how small the sliver was that he yeah. had to get through. Like <laughs> if, if you've ever folks, if you've ever seen just a crack in a sidewalk, it wasn't much more than that. Like somehow he was able to fit himself through there. Um, and <laughs> if you bike. hadn't seen him, Jeremy, he would have just run right into you, too. So yeah. you're lucky you stopped. 
Yeah, for for real. Um, uh, and it's like, yeah, even as I'm describing it, it's like it was like a crack in like the wall. Like there was like a wall basically of cement, like two walls, and like he just like slid through the thing. It was just it it makes no sense. But um, yeah, yeah. So so that happened, and I was just like, what the hell was that? And like you know, I turned around, and we ended up actually parking like right in front of the place. Like it was probably like the fourth time we passed it. And like a spot had just opened up at the right time and we, we rolled right in there and it was, it was actually awesome parking, but there was a little bit of frustration beforehand, but, um, we parked, we went in, um, and it's also like a hot ass day and that, that whole weekend was like crazy hot in Chicago. Um, and so like, I didn't know what to wear. I was like, I, I had been, you know, I'm I'm in kind of t-shirt and, and cutoffs mode right now, uh, or at this, at this point. So like, you know, I'm like, well, I'll wear pants, but I'm like, I don't want to wear like a button up shirt because it's just too damn hot. So I wore like a t-shirt and then I'm like, well, it's a sporting event. So I'm like, you know, I'm like a sports related event. So I'm like, I could wear this. Like I have like a South Bend Cubs championship t-shirt from last year. And, uh, I wore that cause I'm like, well, it's, it's on theme or whatever. And, uh, Jack, you were just wearing a t-shirt too. Yours was, yeah, at least, like, I think I just had on like a black t-shirt and, and blue jeans. Yeah, yours was at least like you know plain, so there was no like, graphics <laughs> on it. But um, but yeah, so we show up and like I was I was like kind of um, uh, self conscious about like being underdressed and, but I but at the same time I'm thinking like this is a sports card related thing. Like most sports card guys are slobs. Like sure, you you if you don't have a big mustard stand on your shirt, you you got one up on these guys. So like <laughs> you know, I figured we were okay with just a, a nice clean T-shirt. Um, and you know, I don't know when we got there. Like I don't know how you were feeling, Jack, but like there were goofballs there. There were guys. There were also guys dressed. We were saying like the kind of like standard, um, uniform for these guys were, were like these like golf shirts, like these Nike golf shirt, like polo shirts and like uh and shorts or something or like or jeans jeans um and so you know i don't know like i guess if you didn't look like them you might feel out of place anyway sure well jeremy you mentioned that like uh you know hey and no offense but like a a lot of a lot of card guys are slobs and so you know when you're a slob wearing a a a polo shirt is like as as good as it gets you know (laughs) yeah I'm not I'm not a real fancy guy and I own a few polo shirts too and that's like you know that's dressing up for me so yeah um yeah I I thought what we were wearing is was appropriate um I I, I chose what I wore because it's kind of a, a neutral thing like you know it could fit in at either like a you know a nice bar or a place like this or whatever um there were a few guys in tailored suits um yeah. you know there were a few guys in like basketball shorts and you know jerseys yeah um yeah, it was it was kind of the whole spectrum. Uh, I will say, if there if there were two hundred people at this, I think five of them were women. So yes. it's just like it, it's it was all just it was sort of like the the event we went to in November. Uh, lots of middle aged guys, um, you know, some of them with memorabilia with bags of memorabilia in their hand. A lot of them had probably come from the national, um, you know, all enjoying this free food. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe we were a little underdressed, but uh, I, I don't think we did. I don't think we stood out. Yeah, I, I at the, ultimately I agree. Um, you know, I, I I would have worn a button-up shirt just to feel like I had one up on, on <laughs> some of the dregs, but that's fine. But yeah, there were there were guys legitimately in jerseys, and I feel like a t-shirt is better than a jersey. Yes, um, in that case, so. Um, so yeah, so there was that, um, right when we walked in, it was, it was weird. First of all, right when we walked in, some guy from PSA kind of like cornered us and like 
kind of told us about the whole event and everything and i'm yeah. like man you're wasting your time with us like we're we're small potatoes you know like yeah for some but, reason i thought like he knew you or something because yeah. he, he went right up to you and introduced himself and like shook shook uh shook your hand and stuff yeah and then he turned to me and like <laughs> tried to do the same thing and i, I kind of like flinched i was like i'm nobody i'm i'm this guy's plus one and he's nobody so it's like i'm i'm i'm, le- I'm less than nobody dude you are wasting your time but yeah, yeah, he was nice, man. He told us about the whole event, and he told us to grab a free uh, slabbed card as well. Yeah, so it's it's funny, you know. You go to a PSA event, and like their giveaways are just like slabbed, like graded cards. So when we say slabbed cards, that means like a card that's like encapsulated in like the plastic holder um, from PSA. And so like when you send a card in, they grade it, they slab it, so they encase it in this card and in this in this holder, and like you can't take it out without like like major like surgery like you have to like get like tin snips to like break the plastic and then hopefully you don't destroy the card in the process people do it all the time but they're not meant to be to take your cards in and out like a top loader is so sure so that's why they call it slabbed and so they had a table just stacks of like car slabbed cards and they're like yeah take it take a slab and it was so weird because it's like, whose are these? Like, where did these come from? Like, what what are they? They were just a mishmash of, of cards. Most of them were like baseball and foot or I'm basketball and football cards. So, a couple guys like us, we were looking for baseball cards. Yeah. Um, so right by us, um, I did see the one that you ended up with, Jack, and and nice. uh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah. Uh, I ended up with uh like a I well as we were picking them I heard one guy like also taking one he's like oh I'll take the auto and so like that that guy got some an autographed one nice and I'm I like guess, yeah I was like where the hell was that one <laughs> what wasn't <laughs> near us but so I ended up getting um uh a 2022 tops Christian Walker graded card like just the base card from the flagship set and it wasn't even it was a PSA 9 it wasn't even a 10 um so if that's that's like a card that like why would anyone send that in to get graded unless you like love christian walker or unless you're trying to build a whole set of graded cards from that from that set but from that year but guys only really do that with like vintage cards so it makes no sense why this person why whoever sent that card in to get graded got it sent in to in the first place and i'm sure they weren't happy with a nine a nine sometimes is like the same as buying it raw like ungraded yeah, yeah. okay so, in- interesting yeah. um yeah i ended up with a 10 I-, I i got a kevin gosman it was like his base card from i think of the 2022 set but it was like a chrome card yeah it's from um, the chrome it's from tops chrome yeah it was uh yeah it was cool i mean i i like that it was a 10 jeremy you were a little bit jealous that i had <laughs> i'd grabbed a 10 but like by mistake and you <laughs> grabbed a nine so just more be just more beginner's luck uh for me like getting the dale murphy auto yeah, most definitely. It was um yeah, it was a cool card. It was like a, I think it was like a green wave refractor or something. So it's also uh-huh. numbered too, I think. Um but uh but yeah, or maybe it was a gold wave refractor. So I don't know, but um it yeah, that was a nice card. Um I, I assume that none of those were tens. That's why I kind of didn't look that closely. But yeah. um but yeah, I I grabbed the Christian Walker just cuz it was such a a hoot to have like a graded Christian Walker card and then like, you know, I'm like I guess I would have taken a, a 10 over like any christian walker card but uh but yeah so anyway so it's still sitting on my table and it's like that thing's not even worth like the the plastic it's it's encased in so yes i don't know but um but anyway it was still kind of a novelty to to take whatever but i i was wondering like i'm like maybe these people sent these in uh to get graded and then never never paid for them or something 
and I don't know. It was really yeah. weird. So anyway, so so yeah, so we go in. Um, the guy tells us it's open bar, like, um, so we we go up and we get drinks and like we get hors d'oeuvres. They have these past hors d'oeuvres. Um, real quick before I get to the hors d'oeuvres, um, there did we did go to the bar and um, there was uh, there was one of these like baseball like cretins that I was expecting to be there. This mm-hmm. like big like troll <laughs> resembling guy uh this like this just like big mass of of, of person um like we were kind of standing there waiting to get a drink like you would at any sort of bar you just stand there and you kind of wait like you know you're not waving your money in the air you're just kind of standing there waiting for the bartender to look at you and you order and like this this fucking like troll guy like just like kind of rolls up and like kind of beelines right in front of jack and <laughs> and he just like gets a drink he, he asked for like a coke or something and I'm like, okay, this guy's cutting us. Great. You know, that's cool. Sure. Um, and the bartender, like, says, all right, sure, coming right up, whatever. So he gets, like, a glass. He puts ice in it, like, normal. And he starts pouring the, the drink. So he's holding the can of Coke, whatever, and pouring it. And this fucking, like, troll Cretan guy starts reaching for the glass as this oh. guy's still pouring it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, do you have no sense of decorum whatsoever? Do you not know, like, how society works? Like... He so he like started grabbing it and the, and the guy actually the bartender said like oh 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 almost done something like something like that and then the guy waited and then he like took the drink and like you know um walked away and I was like that's I I, I did say to you Jack I'm like that's more of what I was expecting to be at this uh, yeah. event so um so yeah that that guy made me feel a little better but uh, I was like geez man like what what what's going on with some of these people. No, uh, yeah, def- definitely a lot of weirdos. Um, uh, yeah, the, the hors d'oeuvres were nice, too. Uh, right when we came in, we were handed a little individual baskets of fries, and I, I think they were mm-hmm. being served with mayo or some kind of, like, creamy uh, sauce. It was uh, it was um, garlic aioli, I believe. Ah, yes, yes, okay. Yeah, it was uh, it was very tasty. Um, they had, uh, I-, I did not partake, but they had um, uh, ro- roast beef sliders. Uh, they yeah. had mar- margarita pizza. Um, what were those, like? mashed potato balls oh yeah they were croquettes um yeah yeah those were those were really good um that was that your first croquette jack it might might have been um yeah. i mean they're, they're kind of similar to cheese curds but like you know it was uh yeah it, they, they were very tasty i don't think I'd, i've ever had one of those yeah there's not too many circumstances where you can get just a casual croquette so so yeah so i think um i i had gotten them once like um the first time i ever had one was like i was at like this japanese restaurant with my uh, my family who lives out in like California, we went to like this Japanese restaurant and I got like a, a bento box, um, which is like for anyone who doesn't know, it's like that, that tray where it's like all the different food and different compartments and stuff. Um, and for some reason it came with like these, these croquettes. I'm not even sure if you have to say potato croquette, that might be redundant, but, um, yeah. And I was like, what the hell are these? This is amazing. Like it's like fried mashed potatoes, which is yeah. just all kinds of messed up, but it was, they're, they're delicious. And we, I think we hit those the hardest, right? We did. Uh, <laughs> we also had a couple of crab cakes each they had like little mini crab cakes, I think. So yeah, uh, yeah those were, uh, those are very tasty as well. It can be frustrating when someone with an hors d'oeuvre <laughs> you want is passing you and like they yeah. don't, they don't come by you. Um, Cause you, you don't want to look like a, a bore um by like chasing after him and grabbing something uh that's that's against decorum so you just gotta gotta hope you get lucky yeah uh, yeah for sure um it uh it was um 
it, it was though very much like a wedding. Like I can't can't yep. stress that enough. Like so they were passing these hors d'oeuvres and like and yeah, we really had nothing else to do. So like we were just like, well, let's just fucking eat all of these hors d'oeuvres and yes, you know, drink as many drinks as we can. Even though I still had to drive back, uh, to, to <laughs> ah, we only we only had like t- uh, two, three each. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fine. It was totally fine. Uh, so, but like, yeah. So there was all that stuff. There were these like really good tacos. There was like, yeah. I'm trying to think what else there was. Um, I forgot about those. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there was a lot of good stuff. They were like pulled pork tacos, kind of. Um, yeah, and then they had just a big a big plate of lunch meat too. <laughs> right. Yeah, that the, they had. So they were doing the pasta hors d'oeuvres, and then there actually was like a table where you could go up and get stuff, and that's where they had like flatbreads, and they had yeah a bunch of like. Um, uh, meat and everything, and like there was some bread and stuff. Like I think maybe you were able to like make maybe like an open face sandwich or something. Yep. But yeah, it was um yeah it was good stuff. And like um yeah I think we I think we did pretty well for ourselves. Like um without going too crazy like you know to the point of discomfort. I think yeah. you know we we did pretty well. Yeah, I, I agree. We we took full advantage. Um, about about an hour and a half into the event. Kind of uh, about you know two thirds of the way through, they did the big awards ceremony. So uh, in Jeremy's invite to this, uh, and it, it like the invite sounded kind of like a knives out thing. Like yeah, come to my mansion, <laughs> come to my mansion for dinner, and you know all of a sudden somebody ends up dead. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, they alluded to like a special ceremony. Um, they so said, they, and they said surprises. Yeah, surprises. So you know that could have meant anything. We thought maybe it'd be players, like there'd be players there, but there there weren't. Um, yeah. But anyway, they uh, they they did this uh, ceremony where they were honoring five collectors. So the head of PSA came out and, and gave a little speech. He was introduced by the guy that shook our hands at the beginning. Um, so obviously that guy was also kind of a big wheel at PSA too. But they had the very head of PSA there, Jeremy. You said he kind of pulled them out of the muck. So it was cool to cool to have him there it really kind of legitimized the whole thing mm-hmm. um and he introduced five winners i guess you know we we weren't quite clear on how they picked these people but it must have been like they they had all graded sets like they had yeah. an entire set of graded cards and it was like the best yeah so, they were they were explaining like what their reg what was in their registry yeah at the beginning of the night and like i will say like they so they had like a little backdrop we never got our picture in front of that thing did we damn we didn't man shit yeah oh well it, there was a li- it was it was hard it, we would have had to ask somebody to take our picture and that's yeah. always kind of weird and nobody was really like taking pictures by that thing there was like we saw one people take picture take a picture by that backdrop so yeah. i don't know or one person so yeah what yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was a it was like a PSA step and repeat, and so people were over there. Uh, or I mean, like you know, that's where they kind of like did the ceremony. But like, and this was like a long, like big venue, and um, you know, I will say in the sense of like lack of decorum, there were just people in the back just like talking the yep. whole time, and like they were trying to kind of quiet them down. I almost feel a little bit bad for the PSA guys. I don't because they're fucking making money hand over fist and I was going to say man if they could if they could afford a $60 Uber fee for every guest at that event like uh-huh. that's expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the the whole card grading thing with you know we could get into that some other time but like it's absolutely a racket. It's like who are they like you know who who is anyone to like judge like how can you determine like what a card like you know obviously if it's like fucking bent in half or you drop it on the corner it's like you know it's not a gem mint card, but like, you know, it's so subjective and like all very um, innocuous, like how it all gets determined. Uh, so it's like it's the whole thing is kind of goofy. And like I as a collector, I, I you know, I, I have mixed feelings about what they do to begin with. But um, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know, you know, but uh, 
I almost felt bad for him because like they kind of put on this event and I'm sure they spent a lot of money to do it. And there was like just, you know, boneheads in the back talking. Oh yeah. Um, and like you, to the point where we were pretty close up and we couldn't hear um, a lot of what they said. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but yeah, they, they basically, what they did was they, they found these guys with these like award-winning uh, or noteworthy collections. And then they had an artist create like a, like a, an original piece of art uh, recreating like a famous like card from a famous set, uh, mostly like old, you know, throwback designs or whatever. Um, and then they would award the guy with the, the artwork, which was like slabbed. And, uh, you know, then the artists were actually there. Um, and like, you know, again, like I, I, there was, there was this like set of cards that, that came out that were like, that kind of like coupled, uh, artwork with baseball cards. And like, I I gotta say like the people who are like commenting on it, the sports card people who are coming on who don't know anything about art were really just annoying and sounded like complete fucking idiots. But, um, you know, that's, it's those, it's almost like those two worlds maybe shouldn't overlap because there's only so much overlap that there can be. Like people are happy with like really standard, like lithographs of like Cal Ripken Jr. Like, you know, with the, like the 2131 behind him or something like, it's like, Whoa, that's beautiful. (laughs) It's like, it's cool, but it's not like, it's not like, it's not a Picasso or something, you know, but, but anyway, so they, they gave out these awards to these people and the the artists were there and it was cool, but like, you know, it, it just seemed like half the room was just like, didn't really know what was going on or know how to act basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, I think the coolest guy that got an award or the coolest set, the one I would have really liked to see. So I think they gave away five of these things. It seemed like four of them were basketball and like from, from mm-hmm. the last 20 years. But there was one one guy, he was older. Um, he, he was probably in about his 60s. But he uh, they said his graded set was, uh, I think it was the 1965-66 uh, Topps NHL set, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't know anything about hockey, but, um, you know, anytime you get a set of cards that old and you have the complete set and they're probably all in really good condition, it would be it would be pretty cool to, like, see that and, and look through it. I think the slab that he had blown up uh, was uh, Phil Esposito. It was like a Phil Esposito rookie card. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that that would have been a cool one to see. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, <clears throat> it was cool. Uh, so, yeah, I would like to see more of those those pieces of art. I wonder if they're available somewhere on like the PSA site, like just pictures of them. Um, One of the artists was there though, like that. And I recognize him from this set that tops put out like a a year or two ago. Um, The artist's name is Chuck styles. And um, he's from like Philadelphia. And like, I met him at the national two years ago, actually um, when those cards were coming out and he showed me like a preview of like the new, the next one he had coming out. And I kind of wanted to say something to him, but he he had kind of like an entourage around him the whole time. And most of the artists were kind of like, sticking to themselves talking to each other so it was kind of hard to get in there um but um but yeah i mean so basically i mean that's kind of the the gist of that event we we kind of stayed we we came we ate and we (laughs) left basically you know (laughs) so yeah no that's that's very true um and we we didn't stick around until the end we left with about an hour to go uh because we had you know we had some you know we we had another another thing we wanted to do so, uh, uh, as mentioned, this was the uh, Mike Talkman game, the night of the Mike Talkman game. The Cubs were playing the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think it was a 6 p.m. start to that game, so the game was mm-hmm. tracking to be over right around 9, which is kind of when we left the event. Jeremy had mentioned that Joe Girardi 
was doing the pre and post game for Marquee Network. Now, Marquee Network is right across the street from Wrigley Field. So sometimes you can catch those guys leaving um, as, as they're going and, and get their autographs, uh, the announcers. Um, so uh, we were like, shit, let's, uh, you know, we got time. Let's head over to Wrigley Field and, and try to see if we could get Joe Girardi's autograph and, and Cliff Floyd's too. Yeah, exactly. So um, I had seen that um, Girardi was doing it like the night before and I almost wanted to go down there and I'm like, eh, you know, uh, no, like maybe not. But uh, but I threw that out there and like, yeah, we ended up doing that. Um, <clears throat> I had I had brought a Girardi card with me just in case he showed up at this event. You know, we brought a couple cards. Um, I brought a lot of cards with um, to the event just in case. But um, so, yeah, we, we showed up and basically, um, I mean, this this probably is something we could go in further in depth about, but it's also kind of painful. But um, we we it was fixing the storm in Chicago that night. Um, like I said, it was like really hot and really muggy and like it just like something had to give. So there was a storm coming for sure. And and when we left PSA, when we left the PSA thing, we were we were already set like, all right, well, let's go down there. And as we were getting in the car, we saw like lightning in the air and we're like oh shit that's not good um but we're like uh let's press ahead and just see like you know if it starts raining when we get there you know we'll, we'll just like bail so we get there we we had a stop we stopped at my place we stopped at your place just to pick up cards for girardi and floyd um <clears throat> we get to wrigley field and we we find a parking spot right uh, right across from the marquee building um so we we kind of we're sitting in our car we're kind of like doing a stakeout of the marquee building absolutely and the whole time that we're sitting there waiting, the wind is just picking up and picking up and it's getting like kind of scary out there. Like maybe there was a little bit of lightning in the distance. There was like a little drizzle maybe, but not that bad. Maybe it kind of stopped at some point, but like it was, it was look, it looked like the storm was coming. And because it was this Talkman play and it was just, everyone was going crazy. I don't know if like Marquis did an extra long post game maybe it's because they had the two um uh guests maybe because it was a friday night maybe it's it ended at the perfect time like right after like 10 o'clock or something so um but the the we thought maybe the post game would be like 30 minutes maybe 40 tops and it ended up being like 50 almost an hour yeah um, dude the yeah. game ended at 10 like you said and it uh it but the post game show ended at 11 yeah yeah like on so, the dot yeah, so it was um, it was rough. Um, we basically um, we we were waiting because like we you know we were watching the post game on my on my phone, and they were right you know on the other side of the door, and so we're like if they come out like we can we can get them, um, and it like if sure as 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 you know sure as the day is long like it it started pouring right as the game right as the post game ended. And, With, yeah, without exaggeration, literally yes. right as the post game ended, it started raining cats and dogs. Yes, yeah, it was yeah, it was torrential rainfall, sideways rain. So it's like not even like we had umbrellas. It's not like we could have even gone out there, stood under umbrellas, and like you know held it over Girardi and got his autograph. Like it was coming sideways, so it, it would have it's it was completely a lost cause, and we it, it got so bad that we couldn't even see out the windows. Like the windows were fogging up. Um, at one point I turned my, I turned my car off and I turned it back on to try to, uh, defrost the windows a little bit. And I like, my alarm started going off and yes, there was a guy, there was a driver, like they had a driver for Girardi, like in this, like, kind of like this, like 
party bus type of thing and um the guy like looked definitely like saw us like at that point like we kind of oh, yeah. like gave away our you know our position at that point and it was just it was chaos and um and like yeah it just so the rain was 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 coming down sideways and like we're like they're gonna come out they're gonna come out and sure enough we saw Girardi come out the driver like escorted him out with an umbrella over him he got right into the party bus and a couple other people got on the bus with him and then they left and we were just like we just we sat there for almost an hour watched it all happen in front of us and then we were like well there's nothing we could do we just we just you know we just lost it yeah we, we just had to eat it um like you said man we could have gone out and got a drink or something or yeah. like and anything anything besides sitting in your car watching this like post game show um so it was a waste of an hour it was kind of it was kind of funny um, we did learn for sure, like where the guys come out uh, of the building. Like we saw where Girardi comes out when he does games. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a data point. Um, it's a good thing we're not real life private detectives because that limo driver made us well. <laughs> but, well, it made us well before your alarm went off too. Like he, I think he knew what we were about. Um, one th- one funny thing I'll say, Jeremy, is you know I don't watch a lot. I don't watch me a lot of Cole Wright on the Marquee post game show, but. Uh, the, the quote I remember from that night is when they were about to interview Talkman and Talkman was out of uniform and he was in his street clothes again. And they showed a little clip of him before they cut to commercial. And, and uh, Cole Wright was like, yeah, look at Mike Talkman there. So cool with his backpack and his T-shirt. But like he just had on a regular white T-shirt and a backpack. And it's like, what are you what are you talking about, dude? Uh, yeah. So that was a, that was a good one. Yeah, no, yeah, it's he might as well have just said like, look at how cool he is with his two eyeballs and his hair on his head or whatever, <laughs> or his two ears. Like, like it, it made no sense. It's it made no sense. That's completely what Cole Wright does. Listeners, I don't know, like you know, we we've never like talked about doing a Patreon or or whatever, but like, whatever funds we'd have to raise to give Jack the time to just watch more marquee network and and Cole Wright post game like if if he has to quit his job like let's raise those funds because like I'm I'm begging Jack to be to to be watching more of this of the post game just so he can get more of it I'm glad that you were at Jack I'm glad you were at the the opening ceremony so you could get a good dose of Cole Wright but like I'm like we could just do a whole podcast just on Cole Wright oh yeah and I feel like we're the only ones talking about it too you know yeah yeah, I know, I know. I mean, he he seems like a super nice guy, and yep. I do like. Yeah, he's he actually is. He's a super nice guy. Like, I I would feel bad. Like, I if if we can get this 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 into like playful ribbing more so than just like shit talking. Like, you know, I maybe would feel a little more comfortable about it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think maybe that's it. It's just I think like maybe he's just like has a, a nice reputation with everybody that no one's really dragging him out there, but. Um, but yeah, it's it is just absurd. It's crazy the stuff he says. No, it it, it is. Um, so yeah, that that was a bust. Uh, but you know, we learned some things. Um, Doug Glanville was there this weekend. I didn't see mm-hmm. him at all. So maybe he maybe he had the same Girardi uh, driver Girardi did. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe Floyd is the only guy who leaves on foot. They they actually said it during the broadcast. Like Cole Wright yep. was saying, like, well, Cliff, you know, you 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 walk out of here on foot, like, so um, you know, you're always seeing the fans out there, and like. You know, so yeah, maybe it's just Floyd because that's the whole thing is like I got Floyd after one game. I think yep. I mentioned it on the podcast, and so we're like, well, these guys walk by, but but yeah, I I maybe most of them just get an escort right out of there. It is it is you know a a, st- a TV studio gig. You know, it's not like the players are just like leaving on foot. You know, it's like right the ne- the network might want to take care of these guys so like it's and it's only like two guys at most usually it's just one guy so maybe they do just have a driver each 
time for the for the guy. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but uh, anyway, it was uh, it was. A good night when you dropped me off, Jeremy. Um, I ran as fast as I could to my oh. apartment, but half of my body was completely soaked, and it takes me three seconds to walk from your car to the apartment. So what? that was uh, that. That was how that was how it was out that night. There was we don't we don't need to get too into it, but but real quick, that that was a, a weird thing in and of itself, and which we didn't even like comment on. But like you were like, so I dropped you off like as close to the curb as I could, like in between two cars. And, like, you, you had to kind of make a mad dash for it. Oh, yeah. And there were these, like, four fucking idiots, like, standing, like, right by the curb, like, waiting for, like, an Uber or something. Yep. And, like, it was, like, two couples, like, two guys and two girls in, like, their, like, early 20s. And, like, as soon as you, like, headed towards them, towards your apartment, they headed towards me. Yeah, I think and- they thought you were one of their Ubers. I, I don't know. Like, there there was a car across the street or whatever. Yep, yeah, maybe at first they, they thought it was. And, like, they, like, just darted out. And I'm, like... I was mad on your behalf. I'm like, get the fuck out of this guy's way. Like, he's trying to get in the house. Like, and like, and, and, and you idiots are like running at him. It's like, you could have stood anywhere on the fucking street and ran out at any other time. But like, you do it like right when this guy's coming in. I'm like, what, what's wrong with you people? No, like, it, it was ridiculous. And, and with people that age too, they were like, ah! <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was, right. it, it was annoying, but, um, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so, um, so yeah, so that happened just, just to like kind of, uh, wrap up the rest of like the national because the national was that weekend. I did end up going the next, uh, day and I went the next two days. Um, and, uh, it was, um, you know, it was awesome. I, I wish Jack, we would have coordinated a little more to go on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I was, um, I was going pretty much for autographs. Um, and like, I kind of assumed that like Sandberg and Dawson were both signing and I kind of assumed they would sign the same day, but they didn't. And Sandberg actually signed Friday and I couldn't go cause I was, I was working. Um, so I went Saturday just for the heck of it, just to kind of take it in. And like, it was insane. Like Jack, you would agree that the, the, the one we went to was pretty big, right? Like in November. Oh yeah, it was, it was big. I mean, there, there was no way we could adequately see everything in one day. Right, yeah, for sure. And so, Jack, no, no kidding. This one, I mean, this is the national. It's bigger than the one in November, but this one was like four times the size. Like, no joking. Jesus, it was in two separate uh, halls. Like, I, when I was leaving on Saturday, I didn't even realize that there was a whole another hall. And someone even told me he's like, "Yeah, I didn't even realize there was a whole other thing." And I'm like, <laughs> I thought he just meant like another side of like the same hall, basically, or like there is like a little offshoot room which i've seen before and they do like live breaks there and stuff i thought that's what he meant but like i went back out to the like the the main lobby and like there was a whole other side with a whole other huge room so i did like a quick pass through that then that's where all the autographs were so i did a quick pass through that on saturday but i ended up you know one going back sunday and like i'm glad i did because i kind of like knew the lay of the land a little better but it was insane it was just insanely huge and like you know like there was a big bubble during the pandemic um, where cards blew up and then it kind of burst a little bit. Same thing with like crypto, but like you go to that convention and it's like the, the card industry is thriving, you know, despite all that. So sure. It's, it's crazy. It's just, it's just ginormous. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the softy brothers have a movie coming out about it at some point, I guess. So we'll see how that, what that does for the industry, I guess. But right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I went, um, I basically, um, was trying to get, uh, so I think I've talked about it, but there was a tops now card from the Cubs, 
uh, at the Field of Dreams with like the Cubs Hall of Famers, and um, at the kind of fan appreciation weekend last year, I got um, Lee Smith on that card, and uh, I got Billy Williams earlier in the year um, on it, or like in December of last year, I think. And then uh, so I got Andre Dawson on it this time, and uh, it was the first time I got a card signed by Andre Dawson in person, and it's just it's beautiful. I actually have it like displayed on my desk because I keep staring at it because it like looks so beautiful. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I just need Sandberg on that. And I could have got him this weekend, but, um, the timing just didn't work out. So Sandberg is pretty easy to get like at signings. So I'll complete Mm -hmm. this card pretty soon. And then there's a photo with all five of the Cubs there. For some reason, the card, they they didn't grab Fergie Jenkins for this card Ah. picture. Um, but Fergie Jenkins is in the, the picture, like the photo that I have, and I'm trying to get that done. So I have Fergie and Andre on that. Um, so I'm working on that. So I got these like different pieces in progress, but, uh, I got Dawson's autograph. It was uh, pretty cool. I met Dawson once before at one of these card shows and, um, I, I kind of cracked him up a little bit. I mentioned this like video that they made, um, of him. Like it was just like this VHS tape that like was a special about Andre Dawson. It's something that they would show on like the marquee network now, but back then they just put it out on VHS and it was called Andre Dawson. He's a hero. And um, at the end of the at the end of the video, like it's an hour long of him getting interviewed and talking about his like 1987 MVP season. At the end, there's like this video of just Andre Dawson highlights, and there's a song, and it's like he's a hero, a genuine hero, like that. It was just like this really cheesy <laughs> like 80s pop song. And I mentioned it to Dawson. I'm like, hey, Dawson, hey, Andre, do you ever watch the uh, the He's a Hero music video? Yeah, and uh, that cracked him up. Um, the first time I saw him and this time I saw him again and I guess it's 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 actually cool number one because he's my favorite player but number two because he's kind of a stern guy he's not really like a a jovial kind of guy like a yeah. Tony Gwynn or Ozzy Smith um, <clears throat> so I said like hey uh, Hawk you know I just wanted to say you know you're, you're my favorite player of all time I'm a big fan and then I, and I kind of I pause I'm like and uh, I'm a big fan of True Link Fence and uh and he just he started laughing and it was like a good laugh it was kind of like a gut buster laugh um nice so it was pretty cool i gotta say i mean like whatever i i am patting myself on my own back but um to i don't know to crack up your favorite baseball player like that's pretty cool so that was a cool moment for me it was worth yeah it was worth whatever i had to pay to get his autograph (laughs) but um but yeah so that was cool um there was um a lot of vendors there and i was able to get a bunch of heritage cards that I needed. I completed my 2023 set. Um, there was one vendor who had like binders and binders and binders full of in-person autographs. And uh, it was crazy to see. Um, I ended up picking up um, a Steve Blass uh, in-person autograph um, because it's like a card that I really wanted. Um, it's on this like insert set that came out a couple years ago. So it looks awesome. And... Uh, so yeah, I picked that up for like ten bucks or something. But um, I showed you a picture of it, Jack. Um, and uh, you know, you could have again spent like the whole weekend just looking through those binders and sure. spent like hundreds of dollars probably if you wanted. But um, you know, it's like <clears throat> maybe eventually <laughs> our collections will will end up looking like that. But uh, it was like it was like an indescribable amount of in person autographed cards. Jesus, yeah, you showed me a picture, man. It was that was a lot of them. <clears throat> yeah, it was. And um I and I will say that the national was so big, Jack, that I went I went back Sunday um and I couldn't find that table. 
again. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't find it. I tried my damnedest. I, I even tried to like geotag the photo that I sent you because it had like a geotag on it. Yeah. And I couldn't, I just couldn't find it. I never found that table again. So Crazy. it was, it was probably for the best because I would have spent more money on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it just, it's that I was lost to the ages and ah. you know, who knows if they'll be back. They probably won't be back for the November show, but maybe they'll come back for the, uh, the national in two more years. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so that happened. Um, one other thing that, uh, that I want to talk about, um, before we move on to something that we were actually at together. Um, I did go to a, di- a different autograph signing, um, a couple like weeks before that, um, and it was um, it was Bill Madlock and Buzz Capra were doing a, a, a signing at a smaller card show um, in Chicago, uh, or in Rosemont actually. Um, <clears throat> it was the weekend before this one, so um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk about it last time. But basically, I got an autograph from this guy, Buzz Capra, Jack. And um, yeah, you might not know Buzz Capra. Like I, I actually had to look him up. He was doing a signing. He was only ten ten bucks to get signed, so. I'm like, ah, screw it. Why not? Like, he has a cool card from the 70s. I ordered one. Um, I got him. And, like, honestly, the night before, I kind of did a little research about him. And I'm, I'm glad I did because he was on the 1974 Atlanta Braves, um, which was the year that uh, that Hank Aaron broke the home run record. Um, I believe it was 74 or 75. He, one of those years. He was on the, uh, the team uh, that year that, that Aaron broke the record. Um, so I was like looking at it and he actually was like the NL ERA leader that year. Um, and he was mostly a starter, but for some reason he was in the bullpen for that game. He actually got the save in the game where, where Hank Aaron, uh, broke the record. He, he had like a three out, uh, save. So he was in the bullpen. And if you go back and watch the video of that, of that home run, the ball lands in the Atlanta Braves bullpen. So, I, I was like, well, I got something to ask him about, that's for sure. And, I'm, I, you know, it's probably low-hanging fruit. I'm sure he's been asked about it before, but I was just like, eh, what the hell, you know. We always want to talk to these guys, so that, that's my chance to say something to him. So I, I, I go to get Buzz Capra. I'm getting his autograph, and um, I say to him, I just said, like, hey, so, uh, Buzz, um, so you were in the bullpen, and before I could even finish it, he's like, yep, yep, I was. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, for the for the big homer. And he's like, yep, I was. And he, and he goes like, yeah, and I could have jumped over Tom House too and got that ball, <laughs> uh, which was pretty cool. Tom House is the guy who who retrieved the ball, and uh, and he sounded he said it like kind of like in a in a kind of craggy sort of way, like kind of like you know he was he was pissed about it, um, but kind of in a joking way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet he he like you know he 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 ran to that ball. And I'm like, did he get some kind of bonus for it? And Buzz Capra goes like. Yeah, he got a Magnavox stereo, brand new Magnavox <laughs> stereo. And I'm like, no way, really. He's like, yeah, they had some kind of deal going on where like whoever caught that ball, if they turned it in, they would get like a, a full like Magnavox home stereo. And um, and uh, he was like, yeah, so I could have had that, but uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and so he sounded he sounded like you know slightly bitter about it, like forty year, forty plus years later. Sure, um, almost and, fifty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so I, and I, I'm like, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, that's awesome. And I'm like, uh, well, uh, you know, they invented the Walkman soon after that. So I'm sure you were, I'm sure it was fine in the end. <laughs> I don't know if he, I don't know if he really reacted to that, but, um, but that was the first thing that popped in my mind. So, um, so yeah, anyway, those are just two cool, like interactions with these guys. Again, it's like, 
you know, we do so many of these in-person signings and you don't often get to interact with the guys. So, you know, I guess what I'm, what I'm noticing is like, yeah, when you go to these paid signings, you know, you might as well like kind of get your money's worth or whatever and, and sure. you know, use that moment to, to say something to these guys that you might not get to in, in a quick setting. So, um, yeah, you know, if I get Clemens, maybe I'll ask him why he threw that bad at Mike Piazza or something. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, couldn't do that uh, in the in the rush no. at Wrigley that one time. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty he, cool. He'd, he'd tell you that he didn't, that he thought it was the ball. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, I, I think, I think that's what he said. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, nice. So that was, um, yeah, the uh, the National was, um, I, I think this is, was this the next day after the National, a Monday night? Yeah, after the National ended that weekend, um, I yep. believe um, the, the Cubs came back to town and the Reds came to town and the, the Cubs and Reds faced each other. And in really what was like, the Cubs had already been playing really well, but they had been kind of playing shit teams. So like, uh, this was kind of a test and, and maybe the Reds are shitty too, but like, um, they were ahead of, they were in first place in the division at the time. So it was a team that the Cubs had to beat to try to gain some sort of legitimacy. Um, so yeah, we were kind of debating on what game we would be able to go to. It was my last week of, of teaching, uh, of my class. So it was, it was a busy week for me. This, that's one of the reasons why we haven't put out an episode, I think in, in over a week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, um, I, I ended up going to the Monday night game by myself and meeting you, Jack, uh, afterwards. Yep. Um, um, for sure. We, yeah, we met at the bus. Yeah. So, um, real quick, as, as far as that goes, I sat, um, I had a seat by myself and I was all the way, I was all the way in the corner of, uh, the terrace. So like on the first level, but all the way in the corner. And I don't know, I kind of assumed that like those seats were not very, monitored or like no one really cared about those seats very much. I mean, I guess maybe anything on the 100 on the, on the bottom level, people are kind of like persnickety about whatever. So I, I, I sat down, I was all by myself and I was like eating some food and like this mother and daughter show up and they come and they have their seats directly right next to me. And there's no one else anywhere near me. And they come and they sit down and I was like, seriously, you got to sit in the seat right now. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I had just like spread out all my food. I got this, like, I forgot what I got. Like, oh, I got a pizza. I was like, I was like going to enjoy this pizza. And, um, uh, and I took all the stuff out of my pockets and I got all set up and then they come and sit right next to me. And I was like annoyed. So, um, I moved over a couple seats. I'm like, all right, well, you know, Hey, let's, you know, we'll, uh, give a little space. Actually, even before that, I got, I got, I, they, 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 they showed up and then I actually went to a whole nother section yeah. And uh and then these like season ticket holders are like that's our spot and uh you know they kind of shuffled me out of there. So I moved, I ate my food, then I went back to my seats, the the real seats and I sat like a couple seats away from the the mom and her daughter and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'll, I'll give it a little space and see what happens." And then like I feel like 5 minutes later, not even, these two people show up and the woman's like, "Those are our seats." And I was like, "Okay, great." And so like there were like four seats at the end of the row and I was sitting in like the um like the second to last one basically and they had like they must have had like the second and third one so it was weird there was like an empty seat on each side of them yeah so I went and I sat in my regular seat so then I'm like right next to this like the mom and these two people like the woman sits in like a seat away from me so there's a seat in between us and she starts talking to like the person behind her because that must have also been a season ticket holder and they were just kind of BSing about their 
just being season ticket holders and they were talking about the trade deadline and all this stuff and um the woman's like husband showed up he was getting food and he 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 sits he shows up and he sits at the end of the row so he he leaves a buffer seat between the two of them and i'm like if you were going to sit at the end of the row why don't you two sit next to each other because you're fucking married and like let let me sit where i was sitting so we all have some space and like i was super annoyed by it um and i'm like scrunched in next to this lady um, I feel like I have like a, 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 a bum left shoulder and like I need to stretch it out sometimes. And I was really compacted in next to this lady. Um, so I was super annoyed by that. Also, the guy who the guy who the husband had like gotten into like a Segway accident or like a, a, an e-scooter accident. And like he had like he like fucked up his face and his like leg and stuff. And he was like telling the other guy about it and he's like yeah uh, well you know duh, don't uh, drink and scoot or whatever jesus and like he had like a black eye and stuff i'm like what the hell did you do you fool <laughs> like to injure himself on a fucking e-scooter number one number two he got a hot dog and he pulls out this tupperware thing of chili oh and he started putting the chili on the hot dog that's gross yeah and he's like oh you know i can't rely on the wrigley the wrigley food anymore and then the wife said something like, "Did you see what I married? I married this, like, like just this, like this fucking like generic, fucking boring, like pleasantry conversation." And I was like hating these people so much, and I'm like, "You're a madman!" Like, I mean, the the truth be told, I probably have thought like, "Oh, I'd like to, you know, maybe bring some hot peppers from from my house or something," but I don't do it. This guy actually brought a thing of chili, and and the chili itself was gross. I would never bring chili, and like. These people just pissed me off to no end. Um, and then, of course, they left after, like, the sixth inning or something. And sure. I, I moved over and got a buffer seat. But, like, it was super annoying. And I'm like, you just inconvenienced me for no reason. Just so you can sit in your fucking precious season ticket seats. It's like, you could have left us. Like, most people will be like, oh, you know, am I in your, you know, or is this your seat? Or, like, it's like, hey, you know, let's leave, let's leave, you know, a buffer, whatever. And, like, she could have been, like, you know what? Me and my husband are set at the end. You stay there. We each have, like, space. And uh, she she had to sit in, like, her season, her precious season ticket seats. So, screw them. I hated those people for sure. Yeah. And, I, yeah, the chili, the chili thing would have grossed me out a little bit too, especially because I don't, I don't know if, like, you know, you eat cold chili. I, most of the chili I've eaten is hot. I, I could only imagine it, it was cold by the time this guy actually dug into it. Well, yeah, I'm thinking – I was thinking, like – I, I was thinking, like, he must have, like, nuked the fuck out of it, like, at home. And then, like, put it in this Tupperware. And so maybe maybe it did still have some heat. But I'm like, maybe they live across the street. But, yeah, any sort of, like, logical explanation would be that this chili was cold by the time you put it on there. And it's just, yeah, it was fucking disgusting. It was completely disgust, disgust, disgusting and crazy, to be quite honest, <laughs> uh, that, that that happened. But uh, I almost forgot about that part. Yeah. One interesting thing, Jack, that came out of this that I'm bringing this up is because the woman who was sitting next to me actually ended up being like a, a wealth of information a little bit, Jack, mm-hmm. about things that we have um, hypothesized about before. Oh, wow. So I haven't even told you about this, but <clears throat> the woman next to me, she was like talking to me and they were they were Reds fans, but we were talking and she said like, yeah, you know, I work for Delta and, you know, we handle all the players flights. Wow. So she's like, so I, I've, I've seen all these guys up close. I've, I've met some of them and they're all so nice, whatever. And so I'm like, really, you do that? Like, well, I was, I've wondered about this stuff. And like, so basically she like, 
works. She does the security for the for the players, like the screening of the players as they get on the the charter flights. Yeah, sure. So we were wondering about that. I was like, well, yeah, you know, we've seen them load out the the gear, and I thought maybe they were could just go right in on the the, the plane, and you know, the the dogs sniff the bags over here before they put them on the car and drive away. And she's like, yeah, no, they we still check them like when they get to the airport, but like you know, and she she actually said like she's like some of them are on on the list, you know, for whatever reason, and you know they have to be screened, but sure. you know a lot of them aren't. And I was like, that's, it's, I didn't ask, I should have asked names, but she probably wouldn't right. have told me. But um, but uh, but yeah, so I guess there are some players who are on like the like always screen them list or whatever. They Jeez. probably got caught with pot or something. But like, um. So so yeah, but basically, I mean that was basically long and short of it. Like, yeah. but she she showed me pictures and like there were like pictures up close of like Jonathan India and like T.J. Friedel like on oh, the wow. run on the runway and stuff. And so I'm like, wow. Well, you know, I actually it was useful to sit next to this lady. Um, we could have had that conversation with a seat in between us, but uh, <laughs> I, I digress. But but yeah. So um, I don't know. It was actually interesting, and I got to get a little insight on like what it's like for players traveling these players these baseball players. yeah that's neat and i i'm sure that they that those guys enjoyed having their pictures taken as they were you know getting getting wanded down <laughs> yeah right yeah they were definitely candid photos they were not posed at all sure so um so yeah that's that's true i figured if she, yeah i guess if she was taking those pictures she probably could have told me you know if uh aristide sakino is on like the no fly list or something. <laughs> but, yeah i again i digress but uh but yeah so that was actually useful um, and then I, I almost, I think maybe the lady was like, I'm not sure if she was insulted when I moved the seat away from her, um, <laughs> because they didn't say bye to me. They just kind of left. That's funny. So, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> what's done is done. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, that was, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, so the game ended, um, I had a bust out of there. Um, I was right in the right field corner. So like I was in the prime seats to like kind of get out there and get to the bus um, and I ran down there and I, I got a, a spot. You were you were out there already, Jack, right? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. So we get out there um, and uh, I will I will put this all into perspective in that um, I had to get home. I like so I at one point I thought that I had like, you know, no time restrictions. But I found out that my wife and I like we had to we had to take care of something. So like I had to get home by a certain time, like 1130. I had to be home by 1130. And based on the time the game ended, it was a little dicey if I would make it home in time by then. Um, normally, the answer is yes, but like this game was like almost the full three hours, and it was like it was a little dicey. So I was like, "Well, I already invested in all this. I bought a ticket. I'm like, I, I want to try to see Ellie. I want to try to see Vado, and I was already on high. I was on high alert because I knew that like I was my time was was precious down there at the bus." Yeah, um, uh, so that was that was crazy. I was the first one there. Um, you had uh, mentioned, Jeremy, that you thought that the Reds was going to be more of a mob scene uh, this time yeah. because Ellie De La Cruz had just <clears throat> been called up about a month and a half ago, and he's the hottest thing going, or at least he was um, in July. And uh, it sure it sure was. It sure, sure enough was. Um, there were God, maybe a hundred people at the bus. Um, we were we were in the front row. We had the catbird seat, but you know mm-hmm. people were people were five deep all around the bus. Uh, you, you'd think it was like the Mets or somebody or the Dodgers. So yeah, yeah, it was a crazy scene. Um, uh, Chris was there too, our buddy Chris as well. He was he was a little bit over, 
Um, but yeah, we didn't really know what to expect when the, the players came out. Uh, I think Ashcraft was the first guy out. I, I got him last time. I didn't have another one of his cards, but, you know, to quote Dennis, Ashcraft hooked it up. Uh, he signed, <laughs> did he sign two for you this he signed time? Two, yeah, he signed yeah. two for me. So it's funny. I have three Graham Ashcraft autographed cards now yeah. um, in my collection. But uh, the first one, uh, last time, if you recall, listeners, um, I got him on like this different kind of pen and I hadn't used it in a while. And it's it started off a little streaky. So um, I was... I was it was fine, but I was sl- just slightly unhappy with it. So I tried to get him again, and uh, I brought two cards just for the hell of it. And he 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 ran on both of them. So, um, so yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah, now I have three of them, which is you know plenty for me. But um, but yeah, yeah, we couldn't help but quote to each other. Ashcraft hooked it up. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's one of one of the best ones for sure. Um, yeah. My uh, the guy I really wanted to get was Freddie Benavides. We had missed out on him last time, Jeremy. You got him last year. Benavides is the bench coach for the Reds. Played in the late '80s, uh, early '90s. I don't know if he ever played in the '80s, but he did play in the '90s. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, I remembered him from when I was a kid. So, uh, you know, last time, I I am almost positive he was not there last time for whatever yeah. reason because. We didn't see him. There was another guy who we thought was him. That guy threw it back in our faces. It certainly was not him because Benavides <laughs> did come out this time. We did see him. Um, we called him over, and he signed He signed for us. He signed for both of us. You had another one of his cards, right? Yeah, I actually – so I wasn't even going to get him, but, like, by serendipity or whatever, like, I had a stack of cards on my desk, like, just old 80s or 90s cards, <clears throat> and there was a Benavides in there. And it's actually his rookie card. It's like his nice. Bowman, Bowman rookie card. So um, I'm like, well, shit, I'll bring it. I'll bring it with, and um, if he's there, I'll, I'll get him, I guess. And and sure enough, that's what happened. So, um, yeah, some someone mentioned that um, uh, that that guy that we you know that 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 we called for last time was their trainer. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, so and he anyway, actually does. He actually doesn't look like Benavides, which is funny. Yeah, not real. I mean, like if you like had to like you know if in a lineup of you know him and like Vado and <laughs> T.J. Friedel or whatever, you'd be like, well, those two guys look the most alike, but but you know they don't. Yeah, but not really. But ultimately, so but yeah, but we did get Benavides, and that was cool. Um, <clears throat> it was you. You yeah. mentioned this, and I caught this vibe too. He was being a little exclusive. Yeah. Like, we called him over, and he didn't seem happy about coming over, and he kind of, like, looked from side to side and tried to make himself smaller. Like, he didn't want people to see that he was signing. Yeah. He did, he did sign for us. He didn't sign for many more people, and I don't even think Chris got him um, yeah. when he went, went back to the bus. Yeah, yeah. He kind of looked around. I think what he did was, like, he, he took a moment to think, like, do I like is this bus leaving soon? And I think he realized that it, it wasn't. And then he's like, well, like, I I think I got to sign for these guys. <laughs> and so that's what happened. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so he uh, he did sign though. Um, and uh, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I guess. Um, it was it was at that point or a little bit after that that I, I sort of peeled off. Um, I did not have an Ellie De La Cruz card. We had been talking the previous week about how how I didn't have one. And, you know, Jeremy, you, you mentioned his cards are just any card of his is going is a little bit pricey right now. Yeah. Um, the cheapest one you're going to find is probably like eight bucks. So I didn't have time to order one. Um, you know, and Jeremy, you had a few extras, but, you know, I, I didn't want to bother you for any of them. Uh, so I just I, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to go to the Cubs bus because I, I had wanted to get Andy Green. 
I've been wanting to get him for a while. So, uh, so yeah, I left, and then uh, some some other action happened after I left. Yeah, basically, um, before before you left, I there was a guy, there was a guy like kind of like kind of floating around. He was behind you at the time. Yeah. Um, he ended up taking your spot. Um, huh. but this is a guy. I think I made reference to it. So last time the Reds were in town, famously Jack got Joey Votto. Yeah. On a day that I wasn't there. I went back the next day to try to get Votto and did not get him. Um, I was, I, I made friends with a guy like that day who like was trying to get a bunch of baseball signed. He was all about baseballs. And, um, um, he, um, I, I was calling him baseballs guy. Um, because, uh, yeah, because of that. Is and, this um, the guy who was saying like, yeah, you know, people say you're graffitiing the card. Yeah, I, th- I maybe I think so. Okay. I can't remember exactly who said that, but I think yeah. it was him because this guy was like this. It's it's really weird, folks. Like there are people who just like have like their their mindsets about how they want to graph, which I guess is kind of one of the cool things about graphing is that everyone has a different philosophy. It's like me and Jack are pretty staunch card guys. Yeah. Um, Chris is a card guy, but will bring a ball for like a superstar like a hall of famer or whatever which i can get on board with like you know i'd still rather get him on a card but if if i was going to get him a second time maybe i would get him on a on a baseball you know i think that could be cool um but like i also don't want like fucking 500 baseballs in my house first of all they're expensive yeah each ba- what what is a baseball about 25 bucks yeah like if you if you buy them in bulk like you can get them for maybe like under 20 dollars. but but at the national i was looking and the cheapest i saw was 22 bucks a ball yeah, and and they're uh, they're they're hard to store too. If if you really start to accumulate them, they take up a lot of space. Dennis yeah, you... is another staunch card guy. Um, and and yeah. one thing he said was he's like, yeah, with cards you can just throw them in a binder and be done with them. Um, <laughs> the the point the point being that with uh, baseballs, like base, if you store them in like light and stuff, they'll I think the autograph will fade on a baseball too. Yeah, you have to have a a pen and like you know you want to make sure it's a good pen and I think like honestly they say that cheap pens are actually even better for mm-hmm. it, but you know it can like it can skip sometimes if the pen isn't. That's the problem with it, using a cheap pen is that it can skip, but the good pens sometimes like the ink is like not great for aging. Like basically they just like they can age poorly. Sure. And it's just like it's kind of a roll of the dice and like not only is it hard to store them but like you have to buy a case. For, like to put them in like a UV case and like, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's just a hassle. So like I would be selective with my, with my balls. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so, but this guy's all about baseballs and mm-hmm. I, I will say before I'm going to get into this guy, but he did piss me off um, because he did say something. He was kind of just pontificating about why he gets balls. And then he, he looked at my cards and he's like, and I, I, I kind of humored him. I'm, yeah, that's great. You know, get, get, get a ball. It's a great thing to keep. Yeah. Awesome. Balls. Great. You know, awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and then he was like going like, yeah, yeah, I just get them on balls. You know, like you got to get them on a ball. Like it's perfect right there on the sweet spot. It's great. And he's like, because, because, you know, look cards, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? You know? And I was <laughs> like, and I was like, I kind of want to be like, well, fuck you, you fucking asshole. I, I said, I'm like, oh, well, I prefer cards. Like, that's my preference. I, I wouldn't do it on anything else. Like, yeah. and uh, I, feel, I felt like I was channeling you, Jack, and a couple of times where, like, you kind of, like, pushed back. And I forgot. I'm not even sure what scenario had happened, but you, you had to, like, hold the line a couple of times sure. with some people. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, I wouldn't do it on anything else. I, that's my preference is cards. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like. 
go fuck yourself, you asshole. Like, I'm not telling you, like, all this stuff about cards. I'm like, yeah, cool, man. Good good for you. That's great. Like, don't talk about my fucking baseball cards, you dick. Yeah. So, anyway, um, there's more to it, to this guy. So, um, basically, uh, yeah, I guess I wanted to point him out to you, though, Jack, because he was, um, I because I kind of talked to you about him already, and I'm glad I pointed him out because there was way more stuff that he was kind of doing this time. And he actually did it last time, but I was I kind of blocked it out because I thought maybe it was a one-off situation. Yeah. But he earned himself a, a, a definitive name and one of one of my more favorite ones, I think, that I've named a guy. Well, uh, you know, so, yeah, it seems like I left before this guy did the lion's share of yeah. his, his damage that night. Um, but yeah. something he was doing that was pissing me off, and this is one of the reasons I left as early as I did, was because he was right, you know, he was right, he was behind us and he was right between us. Yeah. Which meant, and you're always to my left, which and, meant that you were to my good ear. And he was um, talking to me, too. He, was he like, spotted me and was like, come yep. Came up and was talking to me and stuff. Yep. And when a player came out that he really wanted, uh, let's just say, for instance, TJ Friedel, uh, he would he would scream, TJ, 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 just over <laughs> and over at the guy. And really loud, too. Um, I, I feel like there's a certain volume you can, um, you can get yourself at where the player will hear you, but it's not necessarily um, obtrusive to, like, anybody else's comfort. And yeah. this guy was this guy was over that level. He was just yelling in my fucking ear whenever a yeah. guy would come out, and I was you know I was just like, dude, I'm I'm done with this. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, and you you did peel out. Um, I I almost would should I, should I continue my my string on this guy or should I say what happened next? I'm not even sure. Uh, yeah, you might you might as well say what happened next. I will say before I left, Luke Weaver came out and he was like, yeah, Dream Weaver. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And I, I did look, because Weaver pitched uh, the, the night I went. I went on Thursday night, and I, I looked on Baseball Reference, and his nickname is Dream, but it's like, no one no one calls Luke Weaver Dream Weaver, no. especially not with his, like, seven ERA that he has. But. <laughs> I was going to say, he hasn't earned the right to have any nickname, even after this many years in the league. No, no. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, you might as well say what you happen next, and then just go off on this this guy. Okay, all right. So, um, uh, the the next thing that happened, I think, after you left, so you left, and that guy spilled right into your spot. Yeah. Um, what happened after that was actually no. You know what? I okay. So, I do have to talk about him real quick because. Sure. So he got. Um, I I think some guys came over that we didn't get because we had gotten them already. I think. And this guy was this guy hadn't got him, or maybe he was getting him multiple times because I think he sells those balls, whatever. Um, but uh, let's say it was Luke Maley. So Luke Maley came over, and it, he did come over, and um, he uh, signed for like there were two little girls right to my right, and he signed for the two little girls, and the one girl right next to me like had a baseball and she didn't have a pen, so like I gave my marker, and he signed the auto for the girl, and I kind of said like. Yeah, if you can get me next, that'd be great. And um, he signed for the two girls, then he signed my card and, um, you know, went on his merry way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was, yeah, it must have been a different guy because this guy, because the guy, the baseball's guy was like um, next to me. And um, he said something to this uh, to this player. He said something. He also just say this. He said like. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, they got to get you guys better water out there. I saw you guys were drinking Dasani, and it's like, man, that what? stuff. That, he's like, that stuff, that stuff sucks. Like, you know, you gotta, they gotta get you better water. I mean, like, seriously, like, who do I gotta talk to to, to get the, get you guys better water? 
and I think the guy kind of like chuckled a little bit and and like we all kind of chuckled because I thought he was just like just making a joke or something sure observational joke and that you know and I think that was it that was it at that point so then this guy is just like standing next to me and he's like man he's like you know I don't know like I think that's it I think they're done man I think it's done because like the second bus left and it's like total rookie mistake you see like one bus left leave and you think it's over although i will say like not even little kids think that it's over after the the, one of the buses leaves but like let's say the two buses left and we were waiting for the third one and jack you were yeah you were gone already at this point and the guy's like that's it man it's over it's over he's like you know we were kind of like going through who hasn't come out yet and so ellie hadn't come out Vado hadn't come out and he's like Man, he's like, McLean hadn't come out. And he's like, man, Vado took these guys out on the town, man. It, I know it. Like, he just took them out to show them the town. It's his last time in, in Chicago. He took them out to show them the town. That's it. It's over. It's 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 done. And uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, it isn't. Like, the bus is here. Like, if the bus is here, there's still people coming out. And he's like, nah, yeah, maybe, man. He's like, but uh, nah, it's over, man. They're done. They're gone. They're not. No way they're still coming out. And he's like, I'm going to leave, man. He's like, I'm, I'm, th- I'm going to take off. And he's like, you know, tell me if you get Ellie. And he's like, actually, no, you know what? Don't tell me if you get Ellie. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, okay, man, cool, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, why the fuck are you leaving, dude? Like, what, what's wrong with you? Like, what, like, they're not fucking leaving. And it's like, again, it's one of these things where it's like, I could tell anyone in the, Jack, you and me could tell anyone in the fucking world exactly what's going to happen. And they'll yep. be like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, uh, maybe uh, I'll get, uh, you know, Max Scherzer and Bryce Harper. I'll probably get Bryce Harper, you know. Right. And, uh, and we could be like, he's never signed ever. He's n- will never sign. He's an asshole. Doesn't yep. care. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to stick around because he'll probably sign for me, you know. And like, we could tell him, we could bet him a million dollars. They'll never listen to us. Nope. And so this fucking guy leaves. And, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Fucking good riddance, you freak. And, uh, then Ellie comes out and he signs an autograph for me. So, so there's that. So Ellie De La Cruz comes out and it's, it's pandemonium. And, uh, these, we haven't even really talked about this, Jack, because we, we were, you know, we, we, we hadn't really, I don't know if we've seen each other since then, but no. Yeah. So, so he comes out, it's chaos. He comes out first of all, and he looks like, the predator he looks like an, a space alien like, <laughs> he's super tall super yeah. skinny he's got sunglasses on he has these long braids or these long dreads and he has them somehow pinned up so they're like above his head it was crazy like yeah. he looked like an alien and it was just like oh my god this is like some kind of space creature coming at us and we're just like ellie like people are like there's ellie like you know ellie ellie whatever and he comes he like he maybe puts his shit on the on the bus, like in the the luggage compartment, and then he beelines over right to us. And mm-hmm. I will say that I said up and down, there's no way he's gonna sign, like there's no chance. Um, but I did stick around and and try. So he goes, he signs like one of these. There were these two little kids, like I said, these two little girls next to me. Goes up to the one little girl, signs her baseball. Goes to the girl next to me. The girl puts a ball out, no pen. Of course, why uh-huh. Why would you have a pen if you're right. trying to get an autograph, um, little kid or not? Um, and then he kind of looks around for a second, and I put my pen out there, and I'm like, and I go again, I'm like, yeah, if, if, if you know, if you can get me next. Yeah. And he signs the ball for the girl. He like, and, and Jack, I will say, I never, I've never had more extension on my forearms than I did 
this time. Like, sure. you know, like, like they talk about in boxing, like the reach of somebody like, or getting full extension. Like when you're like, uh, I don't know, swinging a bat or like making it's like your, or your wingspan at the NBA combine, you know? Yeah, exactly. I would have measured off the charts <laughs> with, with how far I was like reaching out my book. So I have my book out and Ellie just goes and he grabs it and he hits my, he hits my card with, with the autograph and moves on and gets a couple other people and then spins around and gets on the bus and he's gone. And Chris didn't get him. Chris was yep. two. Pe- Chris was next to me. Like the two little girls were in between us and he, he didn't get Chris. Um, and again, I was just, I was stunned. I was like, what the fuck? I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, we've had truly like dumb founding moments at the bus this season, which is awesome. Uh, but I was completely dumbfounded that I got his autograph and yeah. Chris was like, you got him. Oh man. Like, I can't believe it. You got him. Like, and, um, there were people around me like who were like, couldn't believe it. There was a little kid to my left. Actually, I got to tell this story too. There was a little kid to my left and he was like talking to me and, uh, he was like, he was talking to me throughout the whole night and he's like, yeah, what do you think? Should I get Ellie on, um, on the case or on the card itself? And I'm like, Oh man, it's like you got to do it on the card, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but well, you know, on if, but what if it's on the if it's on the case, you know, I can see it better. And I'm like, I was and I was humoring this kid. I'm like, I hear what you're saying, kid, but like, you're gonna you'll be glad you get it on the card. Yeah. And he had it in this like magnetic card holder, which is like a newer ish kind of innovation. Um, it's like a magnet. It's like a it's like a rigid like top loader, hard plastic, and it holds together by a magnet. And uh, it's nice to put like valuable cards in him. So he had a he had um, his, Ellie's card in this in this mag is what we call them. Or it's they're called one touches. So he had it in that, and like the kid like got his. I looked over and I'm like, oh, you got him, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got him, I got him. And I'm like, you got him on the card, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I had him sign the card. I'm like, all right, good, good. And um, so again, it's just it's chaos. Like there's people behind me who are like saying like, oh man, you got him, like you know, great, like you know what happened? Like, you know, like how many people did you sign for? Whatever. And Chris is like, I didn't get him. And, and I'm like my head spinning. And like immediately after, like I get, I kind of like left at that point. Cause I had to like leave. I kind of took a step back. Cause I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. Cause at this point, like my wife was waiting like a block away from me uh, to get to pick me up. And I'm like, just give me five more minutes, whatever. And um, so I got him, I kind of stepped back and I hear this kid drop that that card with um the the case with the Ellie card in it and I hear him go like oh man that's gonna be worth something too and like he dropped the card he oh dropped, my god he dropped it like three times Jack he because you could hear like it, it makes this like metal this like like this metal clank when you drop it and like I'm like I heard it at least three times like this kid dropped the what fucking the fuck was he doing He's just being a kid, just like a goofball kid. Like he's he just kept dropping it. I don't know why. Like I don't know why, but he kept dropping it. Um, and then when I actually like backed out, um, these uh, there were two adults back there, and like, and I'm like, oh man, that kid keeps dropping that card. And like, and I said to him, I'm like, yeah, now and now it's signed, and it's like, oh my god, and like I just put my hand hand on my forehead, and I'm like. And the guy's like, oh, well, that, you know, kiss, kiss any value for that card. Goodbye. Like, and we were just kind of laughing about it, that this kid like got it. And like five seconds later dropped it. Um, He probably dented it up, whatever. Um, But, uh, but yeah, in that commotion at some point, Vado did come out with, um, with McLean and they, they got right. I, I wasn't even like kind of like composed enough to even ask for them. 
I, I think I said like, uh, Joey. And like they, he just kind of like looked with the typical Vado look and then got on the bus and yeah. that was it. But, um, but yeah, so like, you know, that, and I wasn't even worried about that. Cause I was just like, this is my head was still spinning. Um, at some, also at some point it must've been like right after they got, they like, um, got on the bus the fucking baseballs guy shows back up. I don't know where he went, but he came back and he's like, you got Ellie? You got Ellie? And I'm like, yeah, I got him. Yeah. And like, he's like, oh man. He's like, I shouldn't have left, man. I'm a, I fucked up. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you fucked up. What, what's wrong with you? And so it was just kind of chaos. I like, yeah. you know, wrapped it up with Chris and then I'm like, dude, I got to go. And I, like, I ran to my car and I, sh- I showed my wife that I got Ellie De La Cruz and she feigned happiness for me, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, and then I was on my merry way, but, uh, it was crazy. It was just absolutely crazy. Sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, Chris, Chris came over cause I was still at the Cubs bus waiting yeah. for Andy Green and he told me you got Ellie De La Cruz and I was like, yeah, of course Jeremy got him, you know, like you, you, you know, that, that's like, it's like the Julio Rodriguez thing. Same, same scenario, you know, that night it's <laughs> like he signs for a couple people and it's like, of course Jeremy got him. I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, good for you, man. That's, uh, that's awesome. Um, that's, uh, I, it seems like you're the only adult he signed for all weekend. So, um, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I was there that night until about 1130. So, you know, it was after, uh, they closed it down. The security guards closed it down for the night. They're like, all right, we're, sh- we're shutting it down. And I was like, well, fuck me, man. I haven't seen Andy Green come out yet. And so I just kept waiting there. Eventually Chris was like, all right, man, I'm going. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and I, I kept waiting and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it, you know, it was, it was 1115 probably. I was like, all right, I'll give it 10 more minutes and then I'll go. So about 1125, um, uh, like this one coach comes out and he like, you know, he goes across the street and followed by him are two guys, uh, who are probably like 15 yards behind him. And one of those guys is Andy Green. And the other guy is like a trainer or something. We've seen him before. I don't remember which guy it was, but he's some guy we've seen before. Okay. So... I, uh, you know, I'm kind of waiting across the street uh, by the firehouse. So I spot green and I immediately kind of go over and I I wait till like kind of just the right time. And I say, hey, hey, Andy, do you got time for one? And he he says to me, he goes, man, you've been waiting a long time. And um, (laughs) and like what happens when two guys are going over are walking to the parking lot and only one of them is going to stop to sign. The other guy peels off. And at this point, there were no security guards there. So they had to do the code. Mm-hmm. This guy had to do the code to open the door. So he he starts doing the code to open the door as Green's coming over to me. And right, like, he, Green grabs my pen, and then he looks he looks over his shoulder and says to the guy, he goes, Hey, sweetie, could you hold that for me? Um, <laughs> and a- after, after Green had said, Man, you've been waiting a long time, I said to him, I was like, Yeah, I just I really wanted to get your autograph, man. And so he signs the card for me. He gives me the pen back, and he goes... Well, that's a real thrill, I gotta bet. And then he he walks in the parking lot. <laughs> it was amazing. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's like who 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 does this guy think he is, man? He was he was in he was in character, but there was nobody there to perform for except yeah. like that one guy and me. And the fact that he called that guy Sweetie, that's why I asked you if the Cubs had a coach named Sweeney. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't think they do either. They've had some players named Sweeney, but like, I think he called this guy Sweetie, which is also hilarious. So yeah, right. the entire thing was, was amazing. That's, that's hilarious, man. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, 
yeah, you said like he kind of like kind of ribbed you a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I think that's also kind of self. He was self-deprecating a little bit too, right? Like, I, I, yeah, I agree. Because like you know, he was like, "Man, you've been waiting a long time." But it's like you were waiting for me. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of those things where he was just like, "Yeah, man, some fans are just crazy." It's like who would who would want to wait that long for me? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's a cool guy to get. Sure, he had a cup of coffee in the big leagues, but he he also managed a major league team for four years. So it's like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to get Andy Green. Um, yeah, and it, you know, it's cool. It's cool when guys like you know flash a little personality for you, and they don't, you know, they don't actually just like sign and blow by. So yeah, yeah it was it was a good one. I, I kind of wish you would have been there, but um, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. So that was that was my white whale uh, for the last few weeks. So I'm I'm glad I just got it out of the way. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's that's cool, man. I mean, like, I almost like we should think of just something funny to say to him next time he comes out or something, right. like, just to like like bullshit with him or something, because like it seems like maybe he'd throw. I, you know, I don't know how I'd feel about him calling me sweetie though. That might. Like, <laughs> I'd have to I, be... I do want to let him know that like we saw the Hallian game because like he he probably yeah. would would remember that. Uh, I don't know if that's like a sore spot for him, but. It is pretty funny when you think about it that that this was in 2021 when like Ross was out with COVID. That was probably like the one game Andy Green managed all year, and he got mm. thrown out like four innings <laughs> into it. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean he's like he had a thing with the Cubs too. He had a spat with the Cubs like when he was the Padres manager. I think he did. It was something to do with Rizzo sliding into home or something he, like that. Yeah, it was. It was. So. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's kind of a rat ass. I mean, yes, no no other way to put it. Um, and <laughs> and, you, and right up until the the point where the game's been over for two hours and you ask for his autograph, same thing. <laughs> so at least he's consistent, I guess. But yeah, um, but yeah, so very cool. So so yeah, that was Monday night. Um, uh, Jack, you went back on Tuesday, right? I did. So I went back on Tuesday. Um, and and big big shorty was there. Uh, uh big shorty was also there on Monday as well, but she was very uh, subdued. Um, okay. found Jack. out that, uh, maybe I, I guess maybe I just shouldn't say her name. Maybe that's, that's too much. I did find out her real name. Well, they, they uh, asked her real name on, on the other time too, but Jack, we haven't talked about her yet. On the we, podcast. we, we haven't. Um, and maybe, maybe it's, it's too much to get into for an episode that's already running a little bit long, but, um, uh, some highlights from Tuesday, uh, is that, uh, I did get Mark Leiter. I had just gotten his heritage card. And, um, so like it had literally just come in the mail. So it was an instant ink situation. Saw him like getting ready to leave on his scooter, but he kind of paused after he went out the door. So I crossed the street. I got him. I I asked him, I was like, Hey Mark, you got time for one? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll sign. And I was like, thanks man. Your card actually just came in the mail. And he's like, Oh really? And he saw it was a heritage and he's like, I think I'm going to be in the updates. Um, so that was, that was cool. It's like, he's somebody who like seems to care about his cards. So that's nice. Yeah. Cause Um, the last time we got him, he's like, yeah, I don't know why they haven't made one for me yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely a sore spot that seems like it's about to be righted if he is in the updates. Um, that'll be uh, awesome to get him in a Cubs uniform. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, you know, thankfully he's still with the team. If they would have sold, I think they might've traded him. But, uh, uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, I, one funny thing from the night, uh, you know, and this is a little bit of a. You just got to kind of shake your head at it, but is this big, is this Big Shorty? Short, yeah, big shorty? so th- this is Big Short Shorty. Uh, let's, but real she, quick, let's let's just like we, we have to explain. We need to give the listeners some sort of context. You're there. you're right. You're right. So Big Shorty is is a character. We were we mentioned it last week. We were going to talk about her. Like we were we were thinking about doing like an off season episode when things die down a little bit about just things we couldn't fit in the podcast. Which maybe we can talk about 
her debut a little sure. bit in the offseason. Um, but, like, I don't even know what, what to say about her. She's, like, a fucking, like, Tasmanian devil of a person. She is. She is. To, to quote uh, the book A Confederacy of, Dun- of Dunces, she is, she's a 100% nuclear bomb when she shows up. <laughs> like, it's just everything is just torpedoed to hell when she gets there. Um, you know, she's just, she's loud, she's angry, and she's absolutely one of those people who's like, why don't they sign for us? We're the reason they're famous. That's like, she's one of those people where it's like, that's, that's her big thing. But, but, but not even from like a place of logic. She's just like, I'm not sure if she was like intoxicated the times we've seen her or what's going on, but, um, but she got, she went on, she, yeah, she had a, she had a situation the time we saw her. And she had to be talked to by security. And that's actually when they said, like, her real name. But, um, like, they asked her what her real name was. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go, uh, no, it's, yeah. And, and so whenever a player doesn't sign or just whenever somebody is existing, um, she she refers to them as being bougie. Like, if a, if a player doesn't sign, she'll say, why, you know, why, why are they being so bougie? They're being yeah. bougie tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, Marcus Stroman, she, she really wants Marcus Stroman's autograph, but he, he, he acts bougie. Um, she told me to move my bougie ass when she wanted my spot. Um, yeah. that, that and, was the other thing she was demanding, like to just, for us to just give her our spots too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I had actually heard from somebody that one night, I think it was during the Cardinals series. She got the whole bullpen, that whole bullpen of people shut down. Like oh, she was, yeah. she was being so loud that they're like, all right, we're just going to shut it down for the night. Um, so yeah, this lady is just a destroyer of, uh, uh, you know, wh- what is it that Oppenheimer says? Whatever, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Is that what, is that what Oppenheimer <laughs> says? Maybe that, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that, that's, that's what, that's what she is. Um, you know, she is, she is the destroyer of worlds. So, um, anyway, uh, she kept. Ah, Jeremy. She kept uh, she kept calling uh, Seiya Suzuki. She kept referring to him as sushi. Um, yes. Yeah. Which was which was not great. Um, and then Suzuki comes out, and she does her typical thing where she screams at him to come over and sign. By that point, like me and a couple of other people had corrected her and like told her to call him Suzuki. Um, she so she never actually called Seiya Suzuki sushi to his face. I don't I don't think she did. But anyway, she starts screaming at Suzuki. He doesn't sign. She starts calling him bougie. She starts she starts telling him that you know he's the uh, we're like she's the reason he's famous. And then some like some dope from like the back of the bullpen um, goes uh you know he, like you know we're all in solidarity at that point thinking she's crazy. And he goes uh he's like he he gestures to Suzuki and his translator and he goes yeah. They're probably saying in Chinese, "What's wrong with this lady?" Oh and it's God. like, all right, this oh this whole uh, th- this whole bullpen is a bad scene right now. Um, and that was just that's just in like an Anthony thing where like uh, when Anthony called called him a Chinese blondie, it's like it's that's just it, it's just ignorance. But yeah, um, yeah it was uh, it was not good. But anyway, Ross comes out and Ross leaves on his bike, and again, like she she starts. Chris was Chris was here this night too, and, and he was kind of egging her on. He's like, "Hey, like if Ross doesn't sign for us, you should really give it to Ross." And like, sure enough, she does. She starts screaming at him. She starts calling him bougie, and then uh, like, and she was screaming in Ross's face as he was leaving on his bike. And Ross goes, "I love you too," and then he he biked away. <laughs> I think she said "fuck you" to him. It's like, man, 
it's uh it's a lot jesus man yeah. i mean if ever anyone like um doesn't come over we probably know why yes and if nico horner ever stops signing we probably know why it's because of big shoddy and like yep Fuck, you know, I I knew that there, I knew that we wouldn't be able to like not talk about her before the season was over because, and, and like from what I've heard from like Chris and and other people, like she's there all the time and like yeah. I, we just haven't ever maybe we've got by the grace of God we haven't actually run into her but like it was uh, it was crazy and she like destroyed like we almost got uh, Trey Mancini um, and she was like yelling and like he didn't come over there. Chris told me that she pissed Mike Talkman off before. Really. Who seemed like a super nice guy or whatever, um, and she like, yelled at him to sign, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come over there." And he's like, "You know, a, a please would 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 go a long way." Sure. Whatever. And like, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I assume that she was saying sushi because she didn't know how to say Suzuki. Yeah, I I think that's what it was. Do I don't think there was any like race racism in it. Um, yeah. I think she just didn't know what his name was. Yeah, yeah, and so that because uh, she doesn't actually know any of the players' names either. That's the real right. kicker. She's there every night, but she like she says that she can't recognize any of the players, and does the only player she knows is Marcus Stroman, and yeah. she always wants to go over by the kids because the kids know the names according to her, and yes. they they and they don't by the no. way, but that's what she says. No, she she said that like fifty times the first time, <laughs> and she her, said but... it again on Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'll close that off by just saying, like, people used to say to me, like, you know, they used to call me Chinese, too. <laughs> I'm like, sh- sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 80s, you know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, uh, that that's um, yeah, that's that's an experience. Um, so then I come back on Wednesday. Um, I wanted to get honestly, I wanted to get David Bell. Because yeah. I got um, this coach Luis Ortiz on a card when I was when I when I graphed the Red Sox, and it just happens he it's a it's a quad rookie card and and it just happens to be the same card that David Bell is on as a rookie. So I'm like, well, I can at least get Bell on this card. And like you got him last time, we haven't mm-hmm. been able to get him before. He didn't sign Monday because his like his hands were full or whatever. Tuesday, I just I just couldn't get get it together to go back. I was just like way too tired and too busy. Um, but I, I found some time on Wednesday, went over there, um, and uh, was trying to get him. Um, I go back, and, like, Chris is there. Chris Chris comes over to the Reds on Wednesday, and um, the baseball's guy is back. And so it's just the three of us now, and so he's front and center, and so we're talking. And I did tell I did tell Chris, I'm like, hey, I kind of said, like, hey, you know, listen to keep keep an ear open for this guy he's he's a little he's a little nutty and um so the guy um is like over there he's like talking to some players and stuff and he's like saying like you know um whatever he's saying like the thing about the water again he's like yeah yeah i noticed you guys are drinking like dasani in there and it's like just man you know just you gotta get better water than that jesus and so there's a guy there's like kind of like this buff like older guy like maybe in his like 50s or whatever like like in a reds um polo shirt and he's standing there, and he looks like he's a, obviously an employee of the team. He's wearing, like, like khaki pants. He's, like, working, clearly. Um, I was like, yeah, maybe he's, like, you know, head security or, like, the traveling secretary or whatever. Like, we've seen guys like this for other teams. He was just the Reds guy. And he said, like, hey, man, uh, you know, you work for the team. What, what are you, security? And he's like, yep, that's right, security. And uh, he just starts kind of BSing with him. He's like, yeah, I didn't see you here the other day, uh, you know. 
did you just start? And he's like, yeah, it was my first day or something like that. I think they're, I'm not sure if that was actually true, but that's, I think they might have misheard each other. Yeah. So the guy is just BSing with him and he's like, yeah, hey man, I, I got to tell you, like, you know, the water that these guys are drinking, like, we, we got to get him better water. And he's like, you know, Dasani is just, it's just crap. It's it's filled with aspartame and chloride. And, you know, like this Fuji water, like it has actually has nutrients in it. You know, it's 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 actually, you know, is giving you something back. This Dasani is just like recycled water. It's just bad for you. And then he goes on this screed. If that wasn't enough, he just goes on. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I swear, like, you know, I, you see the guys in the dugout, they're drinking coffee, they're drinking soda. And then they go out and they try to hit a baseball. Like, impossible. You can't do it. And he's like, the U.S. government... Like the the Air Force, if you if you're tested and you have aspartame in your system, you can't be a pilot. That's just fact. He's like, and you know these guys, they're drinking this this Dasani. He's like, we we got to get them some nutrients. We got to get them some like, you know. He's like, I see them eating bubble gum with that has red forty in it. That's bad for you. That gives you cancer to lab rats. He's like, they're chewing all this kind of stuff. Like we got to get them healthy food. Like you know they're out there trying to like, uh, you know, hit a baseball and they just you can't do it. Like if you're drinking ca- like caffeine in your system. And he went on this whole screed and he was he. This was not the only time he said it. He kept, he said it, this is why I remember all the stuff he said, because he said it at least four times, like the whole diatribe. But in this particular instance, he said it to the security guy as if the guy could get something done. Yeah. And the guy just like looked at him. He's like, oh, I didn't know any of that. And then kind of just like turned and walked away from him. (laughs) And, uh, and which is all you could do. Like yeah. at some point I was watching the guy's face and like I could tell the moment where he realized this guy was a nut bar. Sure. Um and it was just like he thought it, he thought like he was having a pleasant conversation with the guy and then he's like okay this guy's a freak. Sure. So he backed away whatever and like as as he was doing this I I'm glad I had already told Chris I'm like hey this guy's a little nutty. Because as the guy was going in on the diatribe, I actually reached behind him and tapped Chris and, like, nudged. I'm like, you know, get a load of this guy. Yeah. And Chris, like, heard the whole thing. So I'm I'm so glad that at least Chris heard all of the madness that this guy was spouting. And um, But it's weird because other than that, he seemed like a normal enough guy. Maybe a little weird. Yeah. But he's got some weird things. Like, I don't know if he's, like, a trainer or, like, a nutritionist or something. But, like, he was dropping Red 40 and Aspartame and... All this stuff, and I'm like, Ugh, okay, this guy's a nut bar. Well, he seems um, almost like a conspiracy theorist, too. Y- yeah, yeah. And he actually was saying, oh, he was saying this to the security woman, the smoky lady. Yeah. The smoky lady was back, and he was saying it to her, and she was she was humoring him, and she actually, you know, you can kind of tell her type or whatever, and, like, she's she actually said, she's like, honey, I can't get into it right now because I'm working, but you know what? I agree with you. And, like, <laughs> but, it, you know, it, yeah, she, she did, it was almost verbatim, but she actually... They were actually talking about, he's like, yeah, you know, the games are so short now. And uh, he's like, you know, the the attention span of America is bad. And, you know, it's just like video games and just quick, you know, short attention spans. And now they're making the game shorter. You know, it's like, I used to like going to the games. I liked when they were long. And he's like, but they're, but the government is just, you know, the government is the one who ruled on it to, the, to make it that short. Because they're just trying to make people's attention spans shorter so we forget more or something. Oh, and then that's God. when the lady, the lady is like... Honey, I agree with you, but I can't get into it right now because I'm worried. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, God, this is fucked up. And uh, I'm like, just get me the fuck out of here. Um, and so Chris, like, you know, um, uh, I've noticed that this is Chris's move, which is pretty funny if you're on the right side of it. So the bus leaves and that guy who Chris, who uh, new, so I call this guy now Nutrients Guy. Yeah. So he's Nutrients Guy, which I I, I, I love, quite honestly. Um 
So so the security guard gets on the bus and he leaves with whatever bus it was, the first or the second bus. And Nutrients guy is like there and like we have to step over to the sidewalk and the bus drives by and people wave at it, whatever. And the bus drove, drove by and Chris Chris said to Nutrients guy, he's like, as the bus drove by, he goes like, oh man, I can't believe it. I saw that guy drinking a Dasani when they drove by. Oh, nice. And the guy was like, what? He's like, oh man. And, uh, he, he took it literally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris was like co- completely fucking with him. But he goes, he he's like, what? No way, man. Like, so like, obviously like everything that guy said, like he thought like the, the security guard guy, like, you know, just spat in the face of it. That's fantastic. Um, but that was hilarious. And I had to like, I had to like, you know, bite my, bite my tongue to like, not like laugh. Um, and then like, yeah. And then, and then Chris goes, then Chris goes like, I think I heard him. I think I saw a mouth like, fuck you. Like when he <laughs> saw you too, like, it's like, Oh, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, and like, right, right. um, so I think Chris was maybe just trying to like make it, obviously it was a joke, but, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so that happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, Nick Senzel came out and he had made like three errors in that game. Yeah. And um, I, that was one guy I knew for sure was not going to sign. I knew he wasn't going to sign because he doesn't sign because he's an, he seems like an asshole. Um, but it was, it was, and I couldn't love more that he made three errors in that game, whatever. Sure. But of course he comes out and I said, I even said to the guy, I'm like, well, I know one guy who's not going to sign tonight is Senzel. And we do see Senzel coming out and the and nutrients guy does say to him, he's like, and he was like, yeah, you know, I brought all these balls. Um, uh, and, and Senzel ended up throwing me one in BP or whatever. And then, so he's like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of want to get it signed, whatever. And so Senzel comes out and, uh, nutrients guy goes like, Hey Nick, would you want to sign the ball you threw to me during BP? And like Senzel like looks up with like, kind of like this, like sad puppy dog face. And he just shakes his head. Like, no, like mm-hmm. he, he he didn't say anything, but he just shook his head and like looked down, and he's like, like uh uh-uh, uh, like no, and then yeah. he gets on the bus, and he's like, he's like, yeah man, that's all right, uh you know, you know, tough game. He's like, I shouldn't even ask, man, and uh, he gets on, and then he was like, yeah, I shouldn't have even asked him, man, and I was like, well, I told you, you know, he made three errors, like he doesn't, he's definitely not gonna want to sign, right? So so whatever. So I called that sad Zell. <laughs> it was like the next <laughs> sad Zell situation, but um. So long story short, after that, um, Joey Votto comes out and um, he walks over. Everyone calls for him. He walks over and he like sizes up the crowd. And and at this point, it wasn't that many people. It was maybe like seven people or something, maybe. Maybe it was yeah. more, but it didn't seem that much. And I wasn't right there. I was kind of down the line a little bit. Um, and he sizes up the crowd and then he takes a step forward. And then he points immediately to one person. He's like... I got you earlier and uh, and the person just maybe backed off whatever and then he goes all the way to the end of the line like furthest from me and he signs for one person he signs for another person I think he might have signed for Chris and then he's like alright two more and then that's it and uh, he signed for Nutrients Guy and then he throws his arm out towards me and it like lands flushly on his rookie card I, I brought two cards and actually, the rookie card was not going to be my go-to card for him to sign. Yeah. But he, he kind of just wildly stabs out the pen, and he hits my card. He ran with someone else's Sharpie, and he gets my card, and he, like, signed it huge on the card. It almost takes up the whole card. But he didn't go off the card. He, he actually 
the end of the Vado went off the card a little bit and it got on my book. But um, it's kind of cool that there's like a little Joey Votto mark in my book now. Yeah. But he hit the rookie card, and um, it's a huge auto, and it's really thick. It's pretty thick Sharpie, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm definitely happy with it. Uh, so I did get Votto, uh, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that's freaking that's awesome, man. Now we, we both got him, which is pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah, glad definitely glad to hear you did for sure. That's a you know that that's a monkey off your back definitely. Yes, that was a loose end that I wanted to wrap up for sure. And this is maybe his last time in Wrigley. I don't know. They, he hasn't announced that he's retiring, right? But no, he hasn't. I know that this is the last year of his career, and he's not doing well. So yeah, uh, he seems like the type of guy who wouldn't stick around for counting numbers. And I don't know how much good that'll do anyway, because I you know he's gonna get if he gets in the Hall of Fame, it'll be because if he's led the league in op uh, on base percentage seven times, you know, and and just yeah. been a really good player. So yeah, he hasn't announced though one way or the other. Yeah, so it could theoretically be his last time in Wrigley. So um, I was you know totally ecstatic to get him. Um, and, uh, yeah, he did sign for one other guy and I did, I was kind of, again, I, my head was spinning a little bit and I did say like, uh, thank you, Joey. Thanks so much. Uh, you're a legend. <laughs> I said that to him. It was like totally generic, but, um, but like, uh, I was just, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't muster any other words, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, I gotta say I got Vado and Dela and Ellie De La Cruz in that series and I'm like, I just don't know. I don't know what I did to appease or like what penance I had to pay to the, autograph gods to uh to get lucky but uh but yeah i uh yeah i, I guess they you know they give it and then they take it away like with the bottle night so, uh, not the bottle night the girardi night so you know yes you got to uh as, as eric estrada said you got to uh you got to weigh it you know <laughs> um uh yeah i guess a couple quick things um before we end uh the brave series was this week uh, as well this weekend um we're recording on tuesday night the braves were in town last friday through sunday um i went to the bus on friday I did get Ozzy Albies, which was cool. Um, he yeah. got on the bus with, I think, Rosario, uh, Orlando Arcia, and Marcelo Ozuna. Um, and they were on the third bus. And Ozuna, like, like they got on the bus, and Ozuna kept trying to get the crowd to chant for Albies. And then they did. There was a fucking ton of people there. Uh, and then, it, like, eventually, like, Albies came out. Like, he came off the bus and signed for people, which was cool. Um, Nicky Lopez yeah. signed. So I was lucky enough to get Albies. He's a pretty big name. L- Nicky Lopez signed. That was also neat. He's from Chicago. All of the coaches snubbed, which sucked. Um, I called for Kevin Seitzer specifically. He looked over at me and then just got on the bus. So yeah, nobody was really about to sign for the Braves. It was frustrating. Um, it sounds like you had a similar experience on Sunday. Yeah, I was uh, tied up um, all weekend so I wasn't able to get there any earlier than getaway day Sunday. And, um, yeah, it was, it sucked. It was like, and I knew it was going to suck and you told me it was going to suck. And I, and I went anyway, just for the hell of it. And I still managed to get pissed off. Um, basically, um, I was hoping to get maybe the announcers, but I fucked up from the beginning. I was late and I had a bad spot and, um, Basically, so I was all the way kind of like at the corner where the bus, where the furthest, where like the driver's side is. And um, there was like 150 people there. It was insane. And so there was a ton, ton, ton of people in the catbird spot area where we normally stand. Now, when you stand there, you can look in the stadium and see the guys as they're coming out. You can see them walk out the, the, the building through the gate. And then you can see them like stand there as they either go to the back bus or go to the front bus, whatever. You got plenty of time to yell for people like, hey, Elbies, Elbies, come over here. Could you, Elbies, can you sign? I swear to God, 
not one peep from any of those people as anyone was coming out. And I'm like, I know there's people coming out. I can see them in there, but like no one is saying anything. Like, do you not know their names? Like, do you only know Acuna? Like not one Jeff Frank. Hey Jeff. Hey Frank. Hey Frenchie, whatever. Like nothing. No, not one of you wants Jeff Frank Core's autograph. So I was getting so annoyed um, that like, I just had no, you know, tip off that any of these guys were coming. And yeah, I whiffed on, uh, on, on Sunday. And, you know, I, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to complain after the week I had, but, uh, sure. it was super frustrating and, uh, it was, I guess it was a waste of time. I, I, I knew what I was getting into. So, uh, but it was, you know, even like on the toughest days, we usually end up with one, you know, right. It's like, right. uh, it's, it's rare to, to be completely skunked. Um, and, uh, that happened uh, Sunday. So it was a, it was a bummer of a situation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I did end up going up to Milwaukee yesterday, um, hoping to see a Rockies victory. Uh, yeah. they, they came off with a one, nothing lead with a, a Ezekiel Tovar Homer. And that was the only hit they got. I don't know if you looked at the box score for that game, Jack, but I, I, I didn't, I saw that the Brewers won 12 to one. They won twelve to one. They were down one nothing, and then they scored twelve unanswered runs, and that was the only hit they got the uh, in the whole game. Jesus Christ! Um, it was crazy. Uh, Freddie Peralta struck out thirteen in seven innings. That was the only base runner they had in the whole game. Damn! So like, I almost saw like a perfect. I almost saw like a perfect game, save for like one solo homer. It was crazy. Um, combined, the Rockies struck out sixteen times. Boy. Um, in the game, one hit, one run. Uh, and then Connor Siebold came in and gave up seven runs uh, in two innings of relief. Uh, um, I, I texted you, Jack. I'm like, he better pitch against the Cubs when the Rockies play because the Rockies just, um, you know, just dribbled it down their leg in that game. Um, I think they and I think they beat the Brewers tonight. They did. They did seven to three. So yeah. Milwaukee's just got two more wins than the Cubs right now. So yeah, that should be a good race down to the down to the finish line. Yeah, it's crazy that um, uh, you could uh, lose so poorly one night and then actually win the next game, but that's baseball, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, that's baseball for sure. So real quick, I did the whole reason why I did go up there though was to complete um, this dual rookie card that I had with Mike Talkman and Ryan McMahon. So um, I, I, if you recall back to one of those games when Talkman first kind of got called up, I got Talkman on this dual card. And I only got him on the dual card because I know that McMahon is good at signing and that the Rockies were still going to come to Chicago. So, um, you know, I there was a mo- moment there where I was worried that he was going to get traded away and we'd miss him. But I had I had a break from work, um, and uh, I drove up there and uh, took in the game for the hell of it and figured I'd try McMahon while I was up there. And sure enough, I got him. So I was able to complete this dual rookie card. Uh, which is pretty awesome. It's only the second time I've completed a dual card um, in person. I got um, I completed a uh, Jenkins Leon Durham card earlier, but those were both from paid signings. So, you know, that's kind of like the next step of all this is like attempting to do like a dual card. I have a couple floating around right now that I'm trying to complete, but I it felt really good to complete this McMahon card. So, McMahon and Talkman, uh, it's a pretty good dual card to complete, I would say. 
Yeah, um, no, that's a good one. Uh, thankfully, you got Talkman while he's still signing. You know, Big Big Shorty hasn't scared him away yet. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had not. Yeah, Big Shorty was just uh, nothing but a glimmer in his eye when I got him <laughs> that card. I guess uh, I also got Ryan Spielborgs, the sideline reporter now, former player and current sideline like reporter, basically for the uh, Rockies Network. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, I also got Lucas Sims. I forgot to mention uh, the same night I got Vado. But uh, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, very good. Well, uh, yeah, yeah that, this episode actually ended up being uh, quite a bit longer than I thought it would, but I suppose we had a lot to recap. Yeah, there was a lot um, that happened uh, uh, separate from each other and then for a small time. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was kind of the, the tale of our last like week and a half of being pretty busy, not being able to take in a game at the same time. We're hoping to uh, fix that uh, this week and bring you a, a, a standard recap episode. But uh, it's just been a little busy here with my work, for sure, and uh, scheduling and stuff. So, um, yeah, I was glad we were able to kind of recap all these things because they're all podcasts relevant and they will rear their ugly head again. Uh, yes. I'm talking about Big Shawty. So, <laughs> uh, fuck, man, Big Shawty, dude. That's a whole fucking episode, man. Sure is. Uh, and like like you said, we'll we'll see her again soon. Yeah, we um, will. Okay, well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this one up for Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. See you next time. Later.